0: And welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track. And we're helping your small business one expert at a time. And today, our expert is Neil Schaefer, author of Maximize Your Social and Other Books. And today, we're going to be talking about how do I earn money as a social media consultant or a coach? Or maybe uh, you're a small business owner and you want to know how do I hire a qualified social media consultant or coach? So for those of you that don't know Neil, Neil has nearly uh, two decades of successful experience in B2B sales, he's a business in developing and marketing. Neil has helped multiple companies establish sales organizations from scratch in competitive Asian markets. And he began his career back in 2008, he's been keynote speaker at over 150 events. Uh, He's published his first book back in 2009, second book in 2011. both on LinkedIn and most recently his third book was just released, Maximize Your Social. Make sure you head on over to Amazon to check that out. We'll have links in the comment area where you can find a copy either on uh, Kindle or the actual book, uh, physical book itself. He published that in September of 2013. Neil is one of Forbes' 50 most influential people in social media and I'm Really honored to have Neil on the show. And one thing that many people don't know about Neil, Neil and I have something uh, kind of in common. We've both had, we've both experienced uh, firsthand revolution. Uh, myself, very recently in Ukraine, and Neil back in 1989 was in the in China during the Tiananmen Square demonst- student demonstrations. Very interesting. Hey, Neil, thanks for coming to On Track Tips, man.
1: Hey, Jason, thank you very much. It's uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited about this, and you guys know the drill, so over on the event stream, there's a comment section. If you start typing in your questions, keep them short and keep them simple, and we're going to bring them up onto the show. If you're listening to this on podcast, then what you need to do is you need to head on over to OnTrackTips.com and uh, when you get there you'll be able to see the show notes, the wrap-up, you'll see a, um, the video embed if you want to watch the replay you'll be able to get back to the events you can watch it on YouTube. If you're on Twitter right now go ahead and say hey I'm checking in with Neil Schaefer at on Track Tips." There's in the comment stream on the Google event page there is a pre-written tweet if you're on Twitter go ahead and share that with us. Hey Neil let's uh, let's uh, dive right into it. What do you say? Ready? Let's do it. All right. So, one of the things I want to really focus on now is how to be qualified as a social media cons- coach or consultant. So, I know that there's a number of universities that are using Maximize Your Social as a textbook. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you need to have a university degree to be able to be a qualified social media coach or consultant?
1: Uh, absolutely not. Um, there are successful business people that uh, you know barely even graduated from high school. But what we're seeing at the university level, and I just came back. I know you're in Florida, Jason. I was at Nova Southeastern University, which is actually the third largest private university with 30,000 students in the country. A lot of people don't know about them, but they started with social media in their MBA course. Now they're actually teaching it in undergrad because if people want to go into a career in marketing, in PR, you know, in sales, uh, in so many disciplines there's a need to learn about social media, and it's going to help them find a job you know, faster and better. So, um, you know, there is a need. Every, you know, 93% of American businesses, over 100 employees or more, are using social media for marketing. And with the evolution of social business, we're seeing social media being used in HR, product development, customer service, legal. I mean, any department that you can think of is going to use it, just like we use the internet. You know, uh, it's so pervasive. So there's a need. Now, if you want to go into business, uh, and I wrote a blog post a long time ago. I should probably throw the link out there sometime. Six steps to becoming a social media consultant. It really comes down to relationships, uh, credibility, and sales skills. I mean, it's, it's what uh, in my B2B sales background we call a solution sell. When uh, I was in uh, Asia trying to sell six, seven figure enterprise software solutions, how do you place a value on that, right? You need to understand customer pains, you need to, uh, you need to provide solutions, you need to have the relationships built to get there and to close the deal. So um, social media is no different than any other business. Uh, it, it all comes down to how you relate. A lot of uh, very active social media, you just have this excitement and they tend to evangelize. I don't waste time evangelizing. If people aren't ready for it, they're not going to be ready for it. But if you can relate your social media experience and how we can help businesses just like any other um, you know, offline or online marketing activity in a very, very professional way, I think you're going to be well on your way to positioning yourself and branding yourself to be able to get that business.
0: Neil, how old were you, or maybe not eight, your age, but how long ago was it in your career that you took on your very first uh, social media client where you actually got paid for coaching or consulting?
1: It happened you know organically. Uh, I began to be a heavy user of social media back in February of two thousand and eight, and it was LinkedIn because that's all we had. And I had a very, very specific objective because I lived overseas, came back to the u s was looking for a job for the first time in the US, believe it or not, Uh, and uh, I didn't have a local network and I wanted to really establish a robust network. So seeing LinkedIn as a business tool and being an open networker and wanting to reach out and help people uh, with a passion about it, you know, building up the bank account of karma, as you can say, it started me to launch a blog when I did find my job in July of 2008. And you know, the Lehman Brothers crash, late 2008, early 2009. I was still interviewing for jobs. My wife said, "Hey." Why don't you end up, you know? Why don't you turn your blog into a book? And that's what I did. And as I published that book in September 2009, I was also getting known locally because I was out there. You know, if you're just on Google Plus, you're just on Twitter, you're sort of in a social media echo chamber. You need to get out there in real life. You need to go to Chamber of Commerce meetings, BNI meetings. I, you know, I don't care what it is, right? So I was going out there and speaking. And literally in January of 2010, uh, within two weeks, I had four different local companies, all in different industries, all with different needs, come out to me saying, Neil. We want to engage you as a consultant. Can you help us? And they didn't know what they—they they didn't know what they didn't know, right? They, you know, I had to lead them, and therefore create my own program, my own business model. And there was no, you know, role model to emulate. Um, and that's what I did. And you know, since then, I've sort of done different things with it. Uh, But yeah, it all starts with a business problem and it's pretty much just the inbound marketing of the online and the offline with books and speaking and referrals and and being out there of just people coming to me and and they're already qualified, right? They already found me because they want to know more about what they can do with social. Um, So I've been very fortunate. Um, I was out there early and I think that concentration on LinkedIn really helped me as well um, because it is the most influential professional network and even consumer brands you know, they need to use LinkedIn um, for all their vendor relationships and for employee alumni and what have you. So um, yeah, you know, like anything else, part of it is skill, part of it is luck, part of it is strategically deciding to do the right things at the right time. But the message for everyone here, I mean for business owners, if you're looking to do social, there's more and more qualified people out there to do it. And if you're very active in social, you're looking to monetize that knowledge, there are a lot of great ways to do it and the demand has never been greater. So it's exciting times I think for everybody.
0: Yeah, you just said something that was really key, and I want to make sure that everybody uh, gets this. In fact, why don't you go ahead and tweet this as a soundbite. Credibility and relationship is the key to good social media qualification, or something along those lines. You, you paired the two, and I think that as a, as a small business owner, a brick and mortar, who's just now entering into or making that transition over to the digital space, when you're looking for somebody that's a social media consultant, it's helpful to look for somebody that you've had built some relationship with online. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, the companies, a lot of the companies that are getting the social media dollars are companies that already have relationships. Now, very early on, I'm like, why is this website development firm saying they're social media marketing experts? Why are SEO folks talking about community management? It's because they already have the relationships with the customers. They have built trust, and the customers are saying, hey, can you help us out? And they're saying, yes, we can. And it all comes down to the relationship. That's why you have these big consulting companies now saying we have social business divisions. You have PR agencies, ad agencies saying we can do your social. Uh, they own the relationships, and you know they're going to get that business. Which also means if you're just doing social media, it's almost for some some opportunities. It's almost too thin of a niche. So if you come from internet marketing. You know, social. You know, pay per click, uh, SEO, web design. I think that's all going to help you in just creating another data point to build that relationship.
0: Yeah. So, um, I, and I, we've got a uh, comment here from. Um, uh, well, I, I don't think I have it right now, but somebody was saying that I've read uh, read your book, uh, Neil's book. Heath uh, Patterson said uh, I've read Neil's book, and I encourage everybody to go and read Maximize Your Social. In the first couple chapters, you're going to see some amazing bullet points that are going to help you understand what social media can do for your business, maybe some things that you want to consider, and then, of course, as you continue through the book, Neil goes and breaks those things down. So I want to encourage everybody to go over and read that book. In fact, if you've read the book or you want to read the book, go to Twitter right now and use the hashtag pound on track tips and type in I've read social uh, Maximize Your Social or I need to read Maximize Your Social. With at Neil Schaefer, and okay, there's a so,
1: there's, there's a Twitter handle for maximize your social. Max your social. M a x y o u r s o c i l s o c i a l. So even better.
0: Great. So uh, wh- wh- whoever's on here right now, I, I don't see Debbie Davis. She's usually our Twitter uh, helper, but I see Chandra Higgins is here. Chandra, go ahead and find those uh, hashtags for us, will you? From Twitter for Neil, get Neil's. Uh, uh, get Neil's handle up there and also get his maximize your social handle up there. Okay, let's move over now Neil. Um, great stuff here. So if I'm a small business owner, I'm gonna find somebody through relationship. Uh, if, I, if I'm just getting started, start small, start to make yourself, position yourself to, to build relationship. So now let's talk about qual, uh, qualified or credibility. Uh, Is there any sort of like a test or uh, any sort of uh, way that you can audit someone and should there be testing if there's no testing in place, um, Mm -hmm. standardized testing for social media consultants?
1: Well, that's a, it's an excellent question. It's something that a lot of people are starting to think about. You know, I teach as part of the Rutgers University mini social media MBA program, and there are other institutions, University of San Francisco, uh, University of Southern New Hampshire, that also have these what we would call executive education programs. That, and even Hootsuite University, I believe, now has a certification program that they're doing together with Cornell or, or one of the Ivy League universities. So we're starting to see these come up, but you know what? that certification alone doesn't get you anywhere. I mean it definitely gives you more credibility, don't get me wrong, and it's something that you know I think is something that if you really want to get to the next level, I highly recommend you look at, or if you're just starting out, I highly recommend you get into the programs. But I don't think, it's the same thing as just having an MBA. Just having an MBA alone, as we know, does not get you that job. Now, on the testing side, this is something that I'm actually working with a startup on called CredSpark, and I'm going to type it in the chat here. And I, I recently just created, and I'll throw out the link later, um, a Google Plus challenge. So um, CredSpark was actually created by the folks from Kaplan and Princeton Review that are responsible for the SAT scores that we have here in the States. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, really leveraging my expertise and working with that company to create very, very um, targeted questions so that you know, small business owners can say, hey, take, take Neil Shaffer's CredSpark challenges. And I'm going to have them, you know. Right now, I just have Google Plus, LinkedIn, and Twitter coming in the next few days, and I'm really going to roll it out to represent the book. So if you've read the book, take the test, and it's going to be one other thing that you can say that I've done. And I think there really is a need for that. But right now, that doesn't exist. Like I said, it comes down to your credibility, and there's many, many ways of showing that credibility. Right? I've worked with other clients. Um, you know, this is what I've done with my own brand. Uh, whatever you need to do to convince them to get to that next stage uh, in the deal is, is what you need, and perhaps the Rutgers University Mini Social Media MBA Program. I'm accredited by Rutgers. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do, and everybody's going to be different, right? So you know, it's a solution sale. Every customer is different. Their psychology is different. Their reasons for wanting to engage with you are different, and and that's going to be the challenge to try to monetize your services.
0: What do you think about uh, things like Cred? Clout or Empire Avenue in terms of their scoring uh, systems? What are your your thoughts about some of those? Well, I think
1: those platforms, as many of you on this uh, Hangout probably know, part of it is sort of gamification, and they can be gamified to a certain extent. But in terms of segmenting, and you know, um, Clout obviously is, is the most major one. So let's just take a Clout as an example. You know, I would trust someone that has a 95 Clout score compared to someone that has a 15 Clout score. The difference between a 70 and a 60, though, I don't think is as great as a 90 and a 15, right? So it really comes down to if you're a small business owner trying to figure this out, you know, get clout, go into Twitter, search for people, um, and look at their clout score. And, you know, like I said, I think that a good, the the borderline that I look at, in all honesty, the segment is about 45. It, it's not too, not too difficult if you're a social media professional to get a cloud score of 45. If you don't have a 45, it doesn't mean you can't do the job. I see CEOs of companies representing social tools that have very, very low cloud scores, right? Uh, my brother's a CEO of a company. He's not even on social media, but he's an influencer in his industry. So it's not you know, one indication. But if you are a social media professional, I would expect that you would be proficient and active. And the cloud score, I believe, is really skewed towards Twitter for various reasons. It's yeah. the big fire hose. You can get the most information. So, um, especially if, you're, if, if there's a need for Twitter and you, you're not on cloud, or you're a small business owner looking at someone and they have a cloud score of like 10, that raises a question. But don't hire someone just because they have a higher cloud score. And just because they have a cloud score lower than 45, don't not hire them either. Use it as one data point among many uh, as you evaluate people.
0: As I'm getting ready to be a social media consultant, for those that are on the call right now wondering how do I monetize social media uh, consultant, uh, how many how many platforms or networks do I need to be an expert in? I mean, the really top of my game, uh, two, three? Should I should I be a specialist or a generalist?
1: That's a great question, and I mean, it really depends on your target market. If you want to go for a niche. I don't know if Neil Frey is on the line, I know he has a niche with lawyers here. Uh, other people have niches with realtors and mortgage brokers. So you know, it really depends on where is the audience of your target client. At the end of the day, you, and this is the thing with Google Plus, right? I meet these community managers, none of my friends are on Google Plus, why should our business be on there? You've got to take your emotions out of it and you really, I don't see you need to be a scholar, but you need to be proficient at all of the major platforms. And if you're not, you need to go on there and experiment and do it for your own brand, and you know maximize your social. Gives the tips for all the major platforms, but um, you know you may not know about Instagram, but from a strategic perspective, it may be critical. uh, It may be a critical piece to your clients, Um, and therefore, yeah, you don't need to be an expert because there are certain things you can do that probably your client who's just getting started in social media. You know, it's going to be a year before they're going to build a Google Plus community, but the basics of Google Plus posting, of building up a page of engaging, um, those are going to be critical things that you need to know. So don't focus on, you know, knowing anything and everything about every platform, but become proficient yourself and be able to say, hey, whatever platform you want to be on, I either have a client that I've helped build them to this level, or with my own brand, I've built it to this level, and these are the business results that we saw.
0: Okay, I want to bring this question up right now uh, from JD. She says most businesses in my town don't do anything online at all. How do I com- create? How do I create a compelling desire with people who need to be on social media but they're afraid of it? And Neil, I also want to segue into another question and let's couple the two together. That question is how do I explain to my client if I'm a social media coach? How do I uh, validate? ROI of social media, and as a small business owner, how do I determine where to put my dollars? I know there's a lot of questions there, but uh, speak about that. You dedicated a whole chapter to that in your book. Let's, Let's talk about ROI
1: of social media. Well, I'm going to answer the first question first, obviously. Do not sell social media. Do not evangelize. If nobody's in the online world, move off. So many consultants spin so many wheels trying to convince people about social media and speaking here and there when people really aren't interested in it. You're going to waste a lot of time. For every time you're trying to close a deal, it's going to be a longer sales cycle. They're going to ask you for more and more information. It is not pretty, and those are the people that I see eventually going back to the corporate world that maybe they wanted to leave, um, but they just could not. They just cannot generate enough business. So you really need to move on. Now the question about social media ROI—it's interesting. I mean, I've, I've had clients ask me that. I'm like, well, what's the ROI of your print ad? What's the ROI of your HR department? And you know the way to look at it is if you do not have a social media presence and you just have a website, you're only able to engage with three quarters of website traffic because one quarter is happening in social media. So if you're doing fine, great. But let's start looking at what are your competitors doing, um, and if you can find a competitor or two that have a really compelling social media presence, that's obviously one way of convincing. But the ROI, okay, and in the book, and I appreciate the comment before from one of my readers in the first few chapters because you know the book is really how to create a social media strategy right and the strategy begins with an objective because without an objective you can't determine ROI you know I have companies one of my first clients was you know a fortune 50 company and it was for customer support and they really wanted to expose all the documentation they had into all the social media communities the ROI for them was if they get more access to those uh, documentation in communities that's going to be a positive ROI you know it's not necessarily dollars and cents but Think of it, you know. And I'm also fortunate, and, and Jason, something else that no one knows about me. The first two years of my career were in finance and accounting and doing, you know, profit and loss statement analysis and what have you. And, you know, you need to speak the language of Excel. It comes down to, you know, increased sales, lower expenses, or some type of intangible, right? So, <clears throat> so look at, you know, you know, marketing is really the best way to look at it. But go to the, when you ask about ROI, well, let's take a look at your marketing dollars. Let's take a, you know, do you measure the ROI of those? Most small businesses do not. Social media is actually more trackable. So let's, you know, determine the objectives. Is it brand awareness? Is it more website traffic? Is it an event? Is it more, you know, uh, traffic into the brick and mortar store? You know, it really starts. A solution cell, as I like to call it, and as I've been taught in a classic B2B sales, you know, uh, environment, is a partnership. And if they're throwing the burden on you, then there's a problem. Um, they need to be clear with you what their objectives are, you need to be clear with them what you think is possible, and you need to take a you know an approach. And maybe you limit it to ninety days. It's a relationship, it's a marriage you may hate working for that customer you may get other customers and you're raising your prices and then your lowest customer uh, your lowest price clients is the one eating up all your bandwidth so you need to limit your um, uh, you know potential damages uh, as well so really hey not start with a 90 day program Uh, a lot of social media consultants will actually start with an audit now uh, I you know the audits fine but really you want to get in there and create that relationship find opportunities find other objectives and, and be able to create those aha moments 90 days is not a long time to build relationships in social media unfortunately. It takes time to get to know people. It does not happen overnight, but I'm hoping that with that 90 days if you do your job right with those objectives, you can paint the picture that you're moving in the right direction and that you're, you know, over time you can meet that objective. hope that all makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, it makes great sense, and you know, uh, I want to encourage everybody. You know, you just said a ton of stuff, and one of the great sound bites that I want you guys is: Look, uh, I'm not seeing a lot of action over on Twitter right now, folks. And uh, you, on track tip, maybe you guys are just too interested in the show. Maybe we got to just stop it so that you guys have time to get over to Twitter. Go on over there, on track tips pound, and I want you to tweet this sound bite: Don't sell social media, and make sure you at mention. Neil Schaefer, that's a great soundbite. But Neil, I noticed that, in, in that's been one of the big things that I've decided this year. I'm not gonna. If people don't come to me for services, for websites, or social media, or SEO, then I'm not gonna try to convince them how to do it because you're just you're you're fighting yourself the whole way. Once they know that that's what they want, then there's a ton of people and businesses out there that know they want it already. They're already convinced that they need it. Wouldn't you say that?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I'm just thinking, you know, I, I have this whole strategic approach and one of my mentors already in my career said, part of building a strategy is also deciding what not to do. Okay, repeat after me. Part of building a strategy is also deciding what not to do. It's almost as important as what you do do. As a small business owner, do you flip the switch on social? As a social media consultant, do you work with this client? Do you go to this event? Do you spend 10 hours on hangouts all day uh, or on webinars? Every hour of time that you spend is a potential opportunity loss. So invest your time and your resources wisely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, let's jump over now to... um you know, I, I'm, we're getting ready to, uh, in the summer, we're going to be doing a mastermind, helping small businesses understand how to repurpose, uh, reinventing, repurposing. And the whole goal of this is to take your business and to scale your business. Stop being a one-man band. Start to bring in some VAs, some part-time, some full-time people. That's going to be a big initiative for OnTrackTips.com. Neil, in your book, you talk a lot about people don't scale. I'm so fascinated by this. Can you talk a little bit about what that means to the social media consultant?
1: Sure. Now, in in all honesty, uh, as I mentioned in in how I became a social media consultant, it happened organically. I never intended to monetize the knowledge. And I never wanted to be a consultant, in all honesty. But I do love helping people and helping businesses uh, and seeing the results of that. So it's a very satisfying thing now. But the problem with a consultancy is it doesn't scale. The IP is all in your head. So when you get five customers at the same time, how do you service more customers? Now, you either price more and keep the same number of clients, which is my approach, or you create an agency, right? Creating an agency means hiring people, creating discipline and workflows and teaching them how to do it. Of course, a different skill set, right? It also means even though you're a freelancer uh, or you want more control of your time, you may not have as much because of that. So you, know, you need to decide what makes sense for your own personal lifestyle. But really, um, uh, you know, humans can not scale. You hire one person and they can only do so many things in a day. And once you start getting engagement and you see opportunities and you see ROI, you may want to do more things. That's why you either need to hire people, either if you're a small business owner or if you're doing it yourself. I have people that help me with my own brand, my own business, um, even though I'm not an agency because there's so many things that, that I want to do. Uh, Or, uh, I talk about, and it's become a very popular word now, but I don't think we were talking about it a year ago, which is something called paid social, which is really leveraging the uh, advertisements that you can be doing in social media to help really create a more efficient social media program. If an hour of your time is worth $100, spend $100 on social ads and see what the results are. Try it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can micro target. Uh, to your very, very uh, specific communities that might have an interest in you that are very relevant to what you're offering and it's still one of the most underutilized aspects of social media marketing uh, from my perspective, whether you're a social media consultant or you're a small business owner
0: yeah neil we 've only got five minutes left, and so we 're going to go into our lightning round and uh, These are just really quick questions, just yes or no, simple one answer, short one answers okay sure. if, you can, if you can do that I know uh, okay so um, aside from uh, some tactics and tips and tricks and about social media networks, what are some necessary skills? Can you give us three things that every social media consultant needs to have a, a good understanding of or a good grasp of in order to charge for services
1: um. I would say that you have to have business acumen. You you almost have to have been a small business owner yourself to understand the problems of your potential customers. Um, Number two, you obviously need to have some proficiency at social media, and if you haven't done it for a client yet, you need to do it for your own brand. Uh, Number three, you need to be really creative. Every deal that you do with a client might be a little different because the needs that every client has for social media are all over the map.
0: At your level Neil, do you uh, and with the clients that you have, do you do hourly uh, billing or do you value-based billing?
1: I do both and I do value-based and I basically price myself out of the small business market by doing value-based. So um, that's why I, I have that hourly base for that small business market. I set a minimum for that as well. Um, at the end of the day I'm so passionate about what I do and it takes so much time to, in order to really see the results that I set a minimum. You know if you're not going to pay me X amount of dollars, it's not worth it for me and, and you obviously don't see the value in what I can provide your company and I urge you all to do the same. But that's going to change as you scale up. At the beginning you've got to take anything you can to build the experience and really build from there.
0: Yeah okay and uh, you're a one man band or you are a team?
1: I have a team of people that I, I have two full-time employees right now, and I also have a team of uh, dedicated part-time employees that I call upon for certain tasks. Some are, are full-time, part-time, uh, and others are when I have a specific need for a project, I bring them in.
0: Okay, and the last question is going to come from one of our uh, listeners, Marie. She asks, how can you emphasize quality over quantity when people want to focus on numbers of followers, numbers of fans, et cetera?" Etc. Speak to us for just a minute about numbers and you've got one minute to do it.
1: Hi Marie, thank you for that question. I'll tell you what if your client all they want are numbers, if that's their objective is to increase the number of fans, give them what they want. That's wow. my answer. Wow, there, very there's, good. Right? It, it comes down, if, if they see credibility in that, if they think they get ROI from that, why would you avoid that? So take our personal emotions out of it. Now I try to educate my clients on best practices, saying, "Hey, that you know, it comes down to that business objective. Will having a million fans generate more business from Facebook? Let's take a look and see. Are there other things we can do throughout social media to generate more business from different platforms? You know, that's the conversation you should be having. But if they're going to throw money at you to do that, um, and you're doing your best to try to educate them while showing results, I see no problem in doing that. In all honesty." You know I there there are politicians musicians everyone buys Facebook fans big brands have bought Facebook fans um, it's 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 a um, it's unfortunate and they're gonna see that they wasted their money because it kills the edge rank and makes them look bad because of so little uh, you know engagement they have and what have you but I would I would take the business but educate at the same time um, but always try to nail down those business objectives my minutes. Mm-hmm. over.
0: Can you in one minute tell me why you don't allow people to either follow or ask you to be a friend on Facebook on your personal Neil Schaefer page?
1: Oh I do, I'm open to it. Why, why do you ask that question?
0: Oh, because I went there earlier today, I wanted to follow you or add you as a friend and it's not available. Maybe you want to go check it out, okay. Well, okay. I thought I was missing something there. All right, maybe now can- I will
1: say, and I see this in Google Plus as well, if, if you have added me as a friend and I'm an open networker and I have the same policy for LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, but the minute that you cross a line, like you're asking me to like a page that's irrelevant to me and I don't really know you, you're, you're putting me in a private group when I don't want to be in any groups, you're clogging my notifications with invitation to events, when I don't really have a relationship with you and I might might like, might not be interested in them. Um, these are things that cause me to unfriend people. I don't block people and I say I even put out like a few weeks ago, hey if I unfriended you nothing personal. There's just I have different rules of the game. I really want to manage the notifications and I see it on Google. If you share every post with me, I'm going to mute you. And I've done that if you invite me to every event on a weekly basis, I'm sorry, I mute you, because I need to be able to have a strategic focus on things in my notifications that are important to me. So nothing personal, and if you want to friend me and, we, and you can't do it, let me know and I'll friend you, and we'll we'll rectify it.
0: Very good. So, you know, I could talk with Neil for hours, and I'm sure that everybody here would love to hear more. Neil, I have seen so many of your interviews. <clears throat> and you are certainly one of the most engaging people online I am. you're absolutely one of my idols. I, maybe that's a strong word but I like you a lot, I appreciate you a lot, I model my business and I've learned a lot from you and I want to say thank you personally for coming on to Get On Track, Stay On Track and helping our small businesses out, being the expert of today's show. Neil, where can, where's the best place for somebody to come and meet up with you after the event?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for those kind words. Um, I used to have a website called Windmill Networking, which was also the name of my first book. Some of you may remember or not. Last June in September, I branched Winmill Networking into two different websites. So my rebranded website is Maximize Your Social, which is the name of my book, should be easy to remember. And that's really my personal brand and, and business brand. But I also uh, built a new platform of uh, you know, social media for business bloggers that blog about different niche topics, platforms, what have you. That is called Maximize Social Business.com. Uh, Mark Traphagen, for instance, was my first Google Plus contributor, and he still has a number of really, really definitive posts on Google Plus that are that are just evergreen. Reading content so maximize your social.com maximize social business.com have you covered either way
0: and of course you can find him by just going to Google search and typing in Neil Schaefer and you cannot miss the guy he's everywhere this is uh, Jason Weiser and you're listening to get on track stay on track and we're helping your small business one expert at a time I want to encourage everybody that's listening today head on over to on track look for the big red button and push it let's get a relationship I want to meet you. Tell me what you're struggling with. Help me to find another expert to bring onto the show so we can do a 30 minute fire hose and pick the brains of these experts and help you get unstuck in your business, help you move forward in your business, build a business strategy, or whatever it is that you need to accomplish. This is Jason Weiser. We're gonna say goodbye to Neil Schaefer. Thank you so much. Big round of applause. And everybody head over to Twitter, uh, hashtag OnTrackTips and say thanks, Neil.
1: Bye. Thanks everybody.